Introducing Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. This podcast is for parents who long to be meaningfully connected to themselves and their children, even as the demands of modern life are accelerated. Enjoy a collection of supportive conversations, meditations, and nuggets of practical wisdom to help you embrace the parenting journey as your greatest potential for personal growth. Welcome to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. My name is Michelle, and I am here today with my dear friend and colleague, Susie Lula. Susie is a much sought after spiritual counselor, teacher, and inspirational speaker who's an expert in the field of human transformation. Combining her innovative teachings over her 18 years in private practice, along with her master's degree training in spiritual psychology, Susie is transforming the way people think about motherhood. Known as a visionary leader, Susie challenges conventional thinking that says mothers must sacrifice and martyr themselves to be good mothers, and instead guides them to the realization that when they thrive, their children will flourish as well. Susie's redefining motherhood as an evolutionary path, limitless in its possibilities to change the very nature of our mothering experience and therefore raise an entire generation of happy, thriving individuals. Welcome, Susie. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I am so happy and just honored to be here with you. Ah, so excited. So we are going to talk today about uh, motherhood and about self-care, right? Because that's... um, Mm -hmm a big part of of what you're doing in the world. You have a recent book, it just came out this year, called The Motherhood Evolution, um, which is wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'd love to start out, um, you know, just if you wouldn't mind sharing um, with our listeners, you know, what what you're learning from being out there and talking to moms as you go and speak and have book talks. Um, what are, what are, what are the big themes? What are you learning? What are you hearing? Mm. Thank you. So one of the biggest themes that I'm hearing, you know, we mothers, you hear a lot now about mindful parenting, conscious parenting, attachment parenting, peaceful parenting. And we're all seeking to be the best moms that we can be. You know, we all wake up in the morning and we want to do good by our children. You know, moms are trying so hard. And what I find is that we're trying so hard most often from our own empty tank. Mm. And with the best of intentions, we end up trying to parent our children when we are exhausted and overwhelmed and running a thousand different directions and trying to do so much and be the parents that we want to be. So it's created somewhat of, I almost call it like a spiritual bankruptcy in a way with mothers because we have this deep longing to have such a connection with our children and we're ending up trying to do this and create such an intimate connection often from an empty tank, more often than not actually from an empty tank. Mm. That's what I'm finding. Wow. And, and, and you have talked about redefining what self-care is. So when I think of the empty tank, I think of, okay, mm. I need to fill my tank up. I need to take care of myself. 
Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, you know, I think we all intellectually know when you hear the phrase self-care, we all intellectually know, oh yes, I need to take care of myself. But then when we actually go to practice that, I think a couple of things. One is there's a cultural belief out there that says, if I put myself first, God forbid, in front of my children and take care of myself, everyone listening probably hears in their head the inaudible word, you know, um, selfish. Mm. That it's selfish to think that I would put myself even alongside of my child, much less in front of them. So that's one thing that I think stops us, even though intellectually we do know it's important. And secondly, I think we have misdefined what self-care really is. And so we think it's going out and getting a manicure, a massage, those types of things, which are actually fine and important, mm. but they actually are very temporary. You know, it's like you get a massage, you feel better for a little while. I'm speaking of something really deeper when I find that mothers are really longing to connect inwardly with their own heart, their own, their own spirit, their own essence, you know, their own purpose, their own destiny. And um, so, so the self-care that I'm talking about would be the practices that really nourish your heart, nourish your spirit, something that is really going to fulfill you on the long term rather than something that would be fleeting and temporary. Mm, so what are, what are some of the things that you talk to, to moms about doing to really take care of themselves and, right. and fill their spirit? Right. So this is very individual. Obviously, what might fill me might be different from what yeah. might fill you or another mom. So first of all, I find that even a mom giving herself permission to slow down and even ask the question of herself, what in the world do I need today? Mm -hmm. Because we're so externally oriented, you know, when we do want to do so well for our kids, you know, we're driving them to different activities and here and there, we rarely give ourselves permission to slow down, create the spaciousness. And I think this is women in general, we really aren't taught to ask, what do we need? And so we mothers can walk around with many unmet needs. Mm. And the unmet needs creates that sense of resentment or you know exhaustion and overwhelm. So the first thing I ask women is to ask yourself, what do I need? And, and this may be a process for many moms, you know, especially if you're a single mom or you're working two jobs to really ask yourself, what do I need? What does my spirit need? Am I dying on the vine? How is my heart longing for something that is, you know, going to connect me? What might that look like? And then secondly, I say, start tiny, start small. Yeah. You don't want your self-care to end up being one more thing on your to-do list. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. And you out. that I speak to say, oh my God, you know, I feel guilty when I take care of myself. I feel guilty when I don't take care of myself because it's one more thing I think I need to do. This is not what we're going for. It could be something, I, I have to tell you, I'm staring right now at a rose that I cut and put on my desk 
And this simple rose, I watch it every day open up from when it was in its bud, mm. you know, and it's beautiful. It's a double delight. So it's got two colors on it. You know, it can be something that simple as you create these tiny baby steps. Oh, maybe a mom took five minutes for herself to put on a beautiful piece of music and then was quiet and meditated for five minutes. These simple practices that don't cost anything, that don't take a lot of time, but it creates a quality of connection inside of yourself where you just want to exhale after you've done it. You know, yeah. these are the types of things that I'm talking about just to get us started. I really would, would love it to grow into a way of life for us mothers. Mm, to be taking care of ourselves and yes. to be just checking in with ourselves during the day. You know, what do I need? Um, and, and meditation, I know, is a big part of that for you, certainly for me and the work that I do as well. Um, and, and I think with mothers, it can be difficult, right, to squeeze it in. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I say it doesn't have to look a certain way. Yes. Right? And I know, you know, when you learn meditation, you often, you often learn you know, do it at the same time every day. <laughs> you know, yes, yes. And I say, throw that out the window. Where, yes, exactly. Where you know, I, we're concerned. Exactly correct. We mothers need to create our own way of a meditation practice. And we, you know, seek to put a practice into a box of what we think it's supposed to look like because we're so results oriented, you know? And I think that moms have challenge with meditation because we're so results oriented and meditation is such a process oriented practice. You know, it's all about the process, not the results. Yeah. I have, um, I have a chapter in my book called mothers who meditate, and it's all about this permission to create a meditation practice that works for you so that it's actually enhancing your life rather than bringing more stress into your life. And one of the things that I say for a mother, especially, instead of trying to quiet your mind like we hear, and so many mothers tell me, you know, I can't quiet my mind. There's that list of things I should be doing. I should be doing the laundry. I should be this. I should be that. And I always say, just start, as you said, by letting go of all the rules. You don't need to meditate at a certain time of day for a certain amount of time. But seek, rather than trying to quiet your mind, seek simply to open your heart. Mm. And so that might look like just putting on a beautiful piece of music. There's nothing like music to help us move from our head to our heart. Yeah. And then after maybe hearing a piece of music, you know, spend three minutes in the quiet, three minutes in the silence with the feeling that that music helped evoke inside of you. Mm -hmm. And this is how you can build upon, you know, when I was younger, I used to teach piano. And the biggest question I always got from parents was how do I get my child to practice? Mm -hmm. And I would always say to parents, if you want your child to practice for 20 minutes, stop them after 10 minutes. So while they're still engaged and they're still focused, stop them then. So you, you stopping them with a great feeling, right? And then they want more of that. They want more of that. So we want to start small with five minutes, with three minutes and build off of that, which feels good. Yeah. And then allow that to grow into something that can be a practice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also I tell parents, you know, this 
and anyone that's learning meditation, mm-hmm. this idea that our minds should be quiet is it's just not, we don't, right. we don't have quiet minds. That's part right. of meditation, right? Is right. noticing those thoughts and making the choice to come back to yes. our breath or to listen to the music or whatever point of concentration where we're focused on, like that is the practice. Yes. It's okay that there's a busy mind. A yes. busy mind is, is natural yes. <laughs> you yes. know, to all of us. And over time, um, that can shift, right? Sometimes I sit in the morning and my mind is just on fire and yeah. it is everywhere. I'm like, okay, this is what I learned to be with this this morning, right? Yes. It's yes. really busy mind. And sometimes I sit down and it's relatively peaceful. And so I'll be with that that morning. Exactly correct. And the idea also of meditation is to allow ourselves that outlet. So sometimes our meditation practice, the mind can be very busy. And then by the time you leave, you have um, relaxed and you might be driving um, to work. And that next level of exhale and spaciousness and relaxation and connected heart can come through, can bubble up to the surface of your consciousness because you've given yourself that space to let your mind do what it needs to do and empty itself out, you know? So we tend to be so linear about the practice of meditation. And sometimes the benefit of meditation comes three hours later, you know? And we don't necessarily always connect it, but meditation is the most powerful technology that we have. I always say that meditation is the heart of self-care. It's really the heart of a a true self-care practice because it is the technology that... Uh, restores our spirit and rejuvenates and revitalizes our spirit. And our spirit needs food. Our spirit needs nourishment, just like our body needs food and nourishment. And that's why I say sometimes you asked earlier about what I'm finding with mothers when I travel is that it's our spirits that are hungry. You know, it's our spirits that are longing to feel nourished and to feel that we have permission to feed our spirit even. You know, I almost called my book Permission to Thrive because I feel that mothers are really seeking this permission. Oh my goodness, it's okay to feed and nourish and nurture my spirit. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I, I love this idea of giving permission because mm-hmm. it does feel like in our culture, you know, sometimes I just think, oh my gosh, somebody get me off this train. You know, yes. like let me yeah. off this train. I just need to stop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just need to stop. And and when I do, when I give myself permission to pause and to stop, yes. it's like this exhale, you know? Yes. yes. The whole system exhales. Yes. Yes. It's just like stopping, like walking slowly and looking at the flowers in my garden, you know, between my office and back into my house. My office is kind of in the back of my property. Just in that pause, I'm like, oh, like I can do this. I can walk slowly back into the house and give myself a few minutes just to reconnect with me. Yes. And think about how profound that is. It's so simple, but it's so profound. Think about then what you're modeling to your children, right? Because as we all know, it's not what we say to our children, but it's what we do and they copy and imitate what we do. And since my son's been quite small, he's 14 now, 
he's always seen me and it hasn't always been easy for me. I, that's why I say self-care is not for the faint of heart. You know, it does, it does take courage to slow down in our very busy society and culture. But when we do find that courage, we're modeling to our children to care for our own spirit first. Now that is such a deep and profound practice and it, the effects are so deep because what it will do then is it will allow our children to stay more deeply connected to their spirit yeah. so that they don't have to get disconnected and then as an adult go reconnect to their spirit. Right. We, by us connecting and reconnecting to our spirits, we model to them the importance of staying connected to their heart and spirit, and they'll never have to come back around mm. and find themselves, you know, they'll never lose themselves in the first place. So it's very undervalued in our culture. And I really, big part of my work is to empower us mothers. And there's a lot in the feminine movement right now about empowering the feminine. And I think as mothers, we set the spiritual tone in our home. And so for us to really stand tall, and I know for myself, I have decided to say, it is an insult to me as a woman, it's an insult to me as a mother, for some culture to tell me that it's selfish to take care of myself. Mm. It's an insult to my intelligence. So I'm gonna stand in knowing any mother that you speak to deep in her intuitive self, she knows that, you know, I can't give you a hundred dollar bill if I don't have a hundred dollar bill to give you. So if I want to be spiritually connected to my family, I have to have that going inside of myself. So it's an insult to me to tell me not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is making me think of um, something that you talk about, which is emotional self-care. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. So this is what we find as mothers, right? We're seeking to be so connected, so joyful, so intimate, nurturing, giving to those around us. And yet I'll speak for myself. You know, if I ask my son, please get off your phone, honey, and do your homework. And then I had to ask him twice. And then God forbid, I have to ask him the third time, you know, um, then this this vision I have of myself being this, you know, connected mother flies out the window. Yes. I'm impatient. I'm like, I asked you three times, get off of your phone. You know, it's attached to your arm and, you know, <laughs> it could be, you might be a mom listening who has two young children and you, all you've asked them to do is go brush their teeth, you know, <laughs> and we end up like, who is this person that's impatient and frustrated and overwhelmed? Now, these are all, this goes back to the beginning, this impatience, this frustration, this overwhelm, this anger, this emotion that comes out, this intensity are, is really our own unmet needs mm. resurfacing. So it could be an unmet need currently, or it could be something deeper, an unresolved issue from our own childhood. Right. And so we are taught as a culture when we experience these intense emotions, when I, you know, raise my voice at my child, I raise my voice and then what do I do? I go and berate myself for raising my voice. Yes. At my child, 
right? The, so the, the this, guilt. The guilt. I'm in this guilt spiral, this shame spiral, this guilt. I call it a guilt epidemic because I don't know any mom, you know, who doesn't feel and experience this guilt on a daily basis. So what happens is we put ourselves in that spiral. And when you think of the phrase emotional self-care, you rarely hear emotions and care in the same phrase. Mm. So I'm seeking to teach us rather than pushing away those uncomfortable, unattractive, you know, frustrating moments, I'm encouraging us to bring them closer to us and explore and care for them. They have messages for us. That's why I call it the emotional messenger system. Yeah. If I'm frustrated at my son, trust me when I tell you, there's a message there for me. Right. And it might be uncomfortable for me to face it and look at it, but the message is, is seeking to help me, to help me transform, to help me ask, what are the needs that I haven't been giving myself? How can I fulfill my own needs so that I am then the mother that is more patient, that is more connected, that is modeling, you know, emotional intelligence to my child? Mm. Big part of my book, the whole middle section of my book is all about emotional self-care. It's very misunderstood, I think. Mm. And so when, when, when you encourage people to kind of practice emotional mm -hmm. self-care, mm -hmm. what does that look like? Does that look like, you know, they're journaling, they're, you know, potentially, obviously you could, you could explore with a coach or a therapist. Um, what does it look like on a daily basis? Yes. Um, Albert Einstein said that we can't solve a problem at the level of consciousness that created the problem. Yeah. So one of the basis of the emotional messenger system that I've created is to rise up and create a higher altitude, a higher perspective, so that we're not looking at the level of the behavior, but we're rising up and we're looking down at the level of the behavior and the emotion. So you want to try it? I'll take you through a, yeah. a quick, uh, the listeners and us through this quick little practice. Yes. So assuming you're not driving, anyone listening, you can do this later if you are driving, but just gently close your eyes. Just take a nice deep breath. Exhale and again, give yourself permission to just be present in this moment. Remind yourself there's truly nothing more important than connecting with your own heart, your own spirit, your own precious life. And as you are closing your eyes, begin to envision or feel or experience, however it works for you, your highest self just rising up out of the chair that you're sitting in. So you're literally feeling yourself rising up until you feel like you're on top of a mountain. You're on top of a mountain where there's no ceiling above you. There's only sky and the sky is the limit and there's no walls. There's no limitation around you. On top of a mountain, you are truly limitless. And as you are on top of this mountain, I want you to look down so that you're high up. You're looking down maybe at your morning this morning, maybe at a moment when you were impatient with your child, when you were just feeling out of sorts, maybe angry at a spouse, a partner, 
whatever, whatever you were feeling or experiencing, but you're high on this mountain and you're looking down and you just begin to see from your heart, oh my gosh, I was so, you know, frustrated with my child. I was so impatient. You're just watching yourself. You're just seeing yourself, but you're seeing yourself with such compassion. Oh my gosh, I was trying to do a thousand things at once. You know, I stayed up so late last night. I was trying to get the dishes done. You're just seeing yourself through the eyes of compassion, what your life looks like. And as you begin to see yourself, just simply ask yourself, what need might be underneath that behavior? What need might be underneath my frustration? What need might be underneath my impatience? What is it that's trying to call out to me? It's like a child, like pulling on my pants legs. What is it that I truly need right now? And how can I provide that for myself? And as you're listening, you just, before we open our eyes, you might wanna just say to yourself, your own version of, you know, I'm so sorry, I've been going 100 miles an hour, or I see where I have disconnected from my own need. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry that I distanced myself from my own needs. Oh, I'm sorry I've just been so hard on myself lately or whatever might be truthful and honest and sincere for you. And then whenever you're ready, just open your eyes. Did anything come to you? Yeah, you know, I um, I was kind of popped back to a couple of days ago mm-hmm. um, when I was definitely in a moment of impatience mm-hmm. um, with my youngest, mm-hmm. and um, and I I was tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was really tired. <laughs> And, um, you know, I've been working a lot and burning Mm -hmm. the candles at both ends. And I was just really finding compassion for that, you know, that tired woman. Yeah. (laughs) You know, definitely there was a lot of guilt, you know, um, after I was a little snarky and, um, yeah. 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 I so appreciate what you're saying. And this got leads us into this next quality that I feel is so absent with mothers, um, excuse me, it is the quality of compassion that you said. And if there was one gift, one contribution, I could be, excuse me, assisting mothers to connect with inside of ourselves. It would be a feeling tone and an experience of real compassion towards ourself. Yeah. So I think it's wonderful and beautiful. And I'm so touched that, that, that you had that experience and I hope what listeners are recognizing is that, and I did a very abridged version, but that took what, three minutes, if that. Yeah. So three minutes, it doesn't need to take a lot of time. It doesn't need to cost anything, but this quality of 
finding compassion for ourselves is so essential mm. in creating compassionate relationships with our children. You know, we hear so much about power struggles and sibling rivalry and the kind of energy that's going on in the home. And again, we mothers, we're, we're wanting it to be connected in the home. And yet we have this opportunity to really explore what in the world does compassion feel like and why is it so sorely missing out of our lives? You know, it's here, it's accessible. We just aren't taught it as a culture. So it's part of definitely what I'm here to teach is this, I call it the language of self-compassion. And you're, it's a language. you're creating an online course called Learning the Language of Self-Compassion. Yeah. Is that happening already or it's in the process? It's in the process. I'm actually doing a free masterclass of the same name, Learning the Language of Self-Compassion at the end of this month, uh, May 24th. And then in June, I'll be starting this online course. So you can do it, you know, from the comfort of your home. And um, it's, it'll be every Wednesday. It's just an hour. We have a private Facebook page, which is so, I can't even tell you how rich and profound. It's a private page where you can share exactly what you're saying. You know, as you just shared last week, you were burning the candle at both ends. You're, you're doing so much. You're giving so much to parents everywhere. And then you find yourself snarky with your kids, you know? <laughs> So, so this Facebook page is a place to really share deeply, profoundly, intimately, authentically, get coaching mm. from me, and then really have these online classes forever to refer back to, to learn this, you know, way of being with yourself that is gentle and kind. You know, the, the Dalai Lama says that kindness is his religion. And I think, again, it's so that, that phrase, we've all heard it. It's such an undervalued quality, kindness, self-kindness, self-compassion, you know, kindness. Yeah. I mean, just to, because I think particularly as mothers, you know, we spend so much time caring about others and feeling compassionate to what our children are going through and our partners are going through and turning that around is less obvious. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Correct. It's just less obvious. Um, Okay. Well, we're, we're just about out of time. Um, I want to make sure everyone knows how to find you and how to reach you. Um, so can you share um, the easiest way to connect with you and to learn more about you, Susie? Absolutely. So my website is susilula.com. It's S-U-Z-I-L-U-L-A.com. And there you will find, you can get a free download of the first chapter of my book and you'll find many, many, many resources uh, Facebook, my um, page is Suzy Lula also, and that's where I'll have information about the upcoming self-compassion class. Right. Those are the two best ways. Amazon, you can find my book, The Motherhood Evolution. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, this was so, so beautiful. I just, I feel, I feel really nourished just in having had this conversation with you, and I'm, I'm sure there's many others out there that feel the same way. So I really um, appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. I adore you and all the work that you are doing is so important. And I look forward to many, many more conversations. Thank you, Susie. Yeah, yeah much you. love. Big hug. Me too. Well, okay. We will wrap up. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks mm. for being here with us. Mm.
do you just want to vent or do you want, I mean, she knows that I'm a coachy kind of yes. parent. It's an <laughs> occupational hazard. So, uh, or do you want, like, do you want, like, I have things that are there, but do you want them or do you just want to say what you want to say? Mm. So asking them what they need. I mean, what a great way to give them that, that internal literacy that they need right. to be able to ask for what they need. So you're kind of coaching them towards that or you coached her towards that. Yeah. Really beautiful. All right. Well, we're running out of time. So we'll, um, we'll, we'll wrap up here, but I want to make sure um, to let people know that Amy does do some um, online courses. There's one starting in the fall that I'll make sure to put in the, um, you know, in the summary of the podcast so people can, can find it. You can also find it. We share your email address and how people can find you, your, your website address. I mean, right. Yeah, so I'm uh, stillquietplace.com, and uh, most relevant to this conversation, I don't think the fall course is up yet, but I will have a course for um, athletes, parents of athletes and coaches probably in the fall, and then I have other coaches more for professionals wanting to teach mindfulness to youth in the fall. Um, But yeah, stillquietplace.com is the easiest way to find me and all my other resources. Amy, thank you for not only for this podcast and for spending the time, but also just for all the work. You know, you've you've really helped to pave the way for so many of us in this field and you know, you've been doing it for a long time. And I just really appreciate um, what you've given this space. So thank you. Thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Fun to be with you. Um, meet this. Let's um, pause. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Bye, Amy. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.